Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Buja, and with me, as always, is the man who never forgets to put the lotion on his skin, the one and only... Alex Reveal. <laughs> never forget. Never. never. Your, hands are, your hands are so soft, so baby soft, so baby soft. Alex, uh, happy belated Halloween. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Yeah, this is a... Uh, we, we missed the, the Halloween deadline with this, but we had to do the sounds of the lambs for this. We absolutely did. It's... Uh, it's, it's it's very it's very. We didn't new. have many many other options. <laughs> there, are, there are literally no other options. There are two other options. I say there could potentially be five if you want to stretch the uh, definition of what a horror film is, and mm. even Silence of the Lambs may not qualify per se as a horror film, but we'll give it to them because it's the Halloween season and we need to talk about some horror movie. And Silence of the Lambs is the only one that ever won. The other two that were nominated, people will definitely agree that The Exorcist is a horror film. Hands mm-hmm. down. 1973. Yeah. They, oh, they'll they also give Jaws. People, I, where, I was, where I was thinking, where I was reading, Jaws. Do you, does Jaws yeah. fit into that, do you I think? think? It does. Yeah, it does. Killer monster movie. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. It's, um, it's definitely not, you know, the selling point, though. I, I feel like most people don't. I don't know. Most, yeah, it's it definitely it fits. I mean, it fits with horror, but um, most people don't consider it as such. Right. Yeah. I I I never do. It's like uh, yeah, it's a monster movie. It's a small town like adventure well, movie almost. It's, yeah, because most of the focus isn't on the monster itself, so right. that might be why. Right. Like Sons of the Lambs, there's no other focus but on what's going on. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So we got those two: Exorcist, Jaws. I will also give potentially maybe. Clockwork Orange, as mm. as horror. It's a weird dystopian like science fiction thing, but it's it's terrifying in its own way. Definitely give that, and maybe maybe Black Swan. I mm. yeah, there's some people saying like yeah, Black yeah, Swan's Black a Swan's. horror film. Like it's got it's got some horror elements, but 88 years, hundreds of movies. It's if at least five movies a year. That's 400 films. Plus or minus, maybe maybe close to four hundred fifty five hundred five movies. Maybe only three movies have been nominated. Only one horror film has ever won. That was nineteen ninety one's The Silence of the Lambs, directed by Jonathan Demme, uh, based on the novels by Thomas Harris. Alex, uh, uh, do you think is it possible that a because you're the horror guy? Mm-hmm. Will a horror, will an actual horror movie, ever win Best Picture? Well, I, I mean, I can see I'm going to fight with you already. I, I, I know that I consider this a horror movie. I consider this a straight up horror movie. Um, I, I think, I, I, I hope, I, I hope that we get to that point. I don't know. I, I feel like they're, they're just, you know, it's the same thing we talked about a few times with uh, how there's a, the dearth of uh, comedies, mm-hmm. uh, except for Annie Hall. There's, there's very, there's very few. Um, genres outside of drama or historical drama that the the, uh, the Oscars seem to love. And um, I would hope that one day that, you know, every other kind of genre can be considered just as good as, as the others. Um, and, the, you know, the fact that so, so-called so serious films are the only ones that ever seem to be in contention or serious contention. You know, it's like right. we have a Mad Max, but we know it's never going to win. We have all these other films that, you know, that seem to be just just kind of like a, given a nod, but never the uh, the full accolades they deserve. 
Uh, I would hope so. I, I don't know. I'm 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 a pessimistic guy sometimes, so I don't know if that'll ever will ever happen. But who knows? Maybe uh, some acclaimed director will make one with a big star in it, and it'll it'll get a nod. Right. I would love to see Tarantino do a horror movie. Or yeah, you're right. It would take a big well, name to do some yeah, something like that. The only reason Silence Land got it was because of the people involved. I mean, if this was just you know some like low budget thing that yeah. you know even if it was the same the same quality. If it had it didn't have the same names, I doubt it would have been ever even uh, mentioned. You know, I suppose so. at it least was, in it was. It was also, and we'll get into this in the next uh, segment. It was kind of a lousy year for best for movies. For, for well, not for not not for movies. For the movies that were nominated for best picture, I'm not. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it was one of those years that I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I guess it's, <laughs> there's not not many selections. Uh, looking down the list, I'm like, yeah, nothing really has held up this year. So. Pretty lousy one. Even with horror movies, I'll get into that later. Oh. But there's a lot of lousy horror movies came out ninety one. <laughs> so Silence of the Lambs. Yes. I say it's a procedural crime movie at heart. You say it's a horror movie. Why is yeah. it a horror movie? Okay, it's 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 see I, I don't well I know everyone calls it like suspense. I can I, procedural yeah that's it. But it's I, well first of all I don't really like this, the tag suspense. For for horror, you know, for a lot of people consider this like, oh, no, it's suspense. It's not horror. Right. The suspense, I kinda the suspense hate that is because... kind of a like a, a motion that comes from horror or should come from horror. Right, or, or, right. Or, or I, feel, I feel like any – I mean any good movie should have suspense. There shouldn't be – I don't think there's any <laughs> – you always want to know what happens next. I mean there's no there's no reason to have a movie where you don't want to know what happens next. Um, yeah, but this one – I mean it's – it's. I feel, I feel like it's the subject matter. And the way it's presented, I mean, it, there's no, it's, it's pretty, it's gruesome for the time. I mean, you know, we'll laugh about it now because it's actually a pretty tame movie considering we see worse things. It's and, so um, tame. <laughs> I was laughing. Uh, we were talking about this briefly, how uh, on uh, Twitter, how the uh, Hannibal, the, 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 you know, TV show that's, that's sprung from this uh, is a <laughs> like hundred <laughs> times grosser than anything that's ever portrayed in Sansa Lambs. And it's a friggin' network TV show, which still boggles my mind or was, um, yeah, I, I can't, I can't, I still can't believe some of the stuff they were able to get away with. I mean, so yeah, if you want to, you want to consider it just gore. Yeah. Okay. It's not really that it's not really there. So you can't consider it hard just because of that, because there isn't too much gore. It's a pretty tame with that. But there is that amazing sequence at the end where it's the, the night vision sequence where I feel like it removes all pretense. It's like it removes everything that uh, that uh, that's been building up to that point and it just shows you what it really is. It's just a kind of cat and mouse scene that's a that's a really really amazing yeah. and still I still really effective scene. I feel like it's still um, I don't know. It, it's yeah. I don't know. It's one of those. It's one of those hard. It's one of those tricky things. I, I feel like there's enough horror elements in it to be considered horror. Um, I, I can I can get what you're saying about the so why what would you say makes it procedural you know well, all, well, all about I mean it's definitely well, it's definitely a film about we're trying to solve a case we're tracking down a serial killer and mm -hmm. there's there is some like fucked up imagery that's definite uh, both the serial killer we're going after is a he's a very deranged individual is a, has some like very creepy sadistic elements to it and that's that's no doubt there the image is presented but it doesn't it's still it's still at, a, at its heart it's to me still a cop movie it's still about we gotta we gotta solve this crime we just we just do it in this very unique way by bringing in this amazing character and i can't wait to start talking about him mm -hmm. at you know i was never i was like yes i was still in suspense even though I know what was happening and just going, but I was thinking this is 
a very dramatic and serious episode of NCIS or Law and Order or something like that, which is which is not bad. You know, those are fine. They're totally fine. This and this is a step above, but it's still to me more of a cop movie. And I think it people call it a horror movie just because I think they really want to have a horror film win Best Picture. See, I I don't I don't get like would you consider Seven a horror movie? I don't know. Because that's the same kind of thing. Yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a, it's a it's it's a it's all about the subject matter. I feel like it's all about what it's you know what it's about. If it was, you know, it's one thing to have the cops figuring out crimes and and uh you know finding evidence and you know talking to witnesses and all the stuff, all the all the usual stuff. But it's it's another to be kind of delve into the madness and and uh, yeah. and you know terror and then all this other stuff that happens in this. Uh, that I feel I feel like it really is the the subject matter, the context. Uh, that that kind of tips it into into horror. The, the the having to think about things that nobody wants to think about. I feel like that's a that's a big part of horror too. Is 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 when your world is kind of uh, thrown away from you and and everything you thought was real about <laughs> is kind of is gone. And that that's when like true horror starts. I feel like like that's when that's when uh, most characters start to descend into madness. And then you have to either accept it or uh, or uh, fight it like uh, as a or shoot um, Jodie Foster. Jodie, yeah, shoot it. Just Jodie Foster is so amazing in this. It was, she, she, she does wonderfully. She's, she's film. great. She's, a, she's. Yeah. I suppose in some ways she is a great female horror lead because she does go toe to go toe to toe against not one but two monsters, mm-hmm. and yeah, and lives to tell about the story of each. We're gonna take a short break, and when we return, we're gonna talk about the movies of 1991, where Silence of the Lambs won Best Picture. <laughs> Well, we come now to the final award of the evening, the one for Best Picture. The five films nominated this year are so varied in their subject matter, dealing as they do with opposites attracting, criminals interacting, history in question, cannibal indigestion, and last but not least, a beauty and a beast. And here the Silence the of the Lambs the won five Academy Awards in 1991. Best Picture, obviously. Best Director for Jonathan Demme. Best Actor, Anthony Hopkins. And don't worry, we're going to talk about that one for sure. Best Actress, Jodie Foster. And Best Adapted Screenplay for Ted Talley based on the novel series of novels by Thomas Harris. The, with those five wins, it became only the third film in history to have won the big five, picture, actor, actress, director, and screenplay, and also the last one. The other three were It Happened One Night, which we covered in a previous episode, and also One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest from 1975. Anthony Hopkins won Best Actor despite appearing on screen for... <laughs> I have I have 24 minutes 52 seconds. I, other people say it's shorter. Either way, uh, well, the way I'm the way I have it, this is the second least amount of time for a Best Actor winner after David Niven for Separate Tables at 23 minutes 39 seconds. Um, yet, it's apparently it's not. In this case, it is not the quantity. It is most assuredly the quality that gave him the win this year. 
he is see he has felt throughout the whole movie. I mean, you have to give him that at least. I mean, yeah. but I you know I don't how much of that is the actor though. I don't you know I feel like um, everyone else does a lot of a lot of lifting with that. I mean, he's constantly talked about as this monster right. and yeah. uh, it's it's I don't know. I feel like it, everyone else kind of helps him along with that. Um, I mean, it's, it's a great performance. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like uh, uh, the mythology that everyone uh, r- builds up around him helps things a lot. Definitely, yeah. the The character itself is, I'm gonna I'm gonna say all time. He's one of the one of the great cinematic creations that we have. Just the, just every, just everything about him works, and you know he, he's he's so good that I miss him the rest of the movie. Basically, <laughs> like I want, I like I want to know more about this guy. What would what would Lecter say about this right now? Exactly. Every other part. <laughs> yeah. uh, additionally, um, this is uh, Jodie Foster's second award in uh, three years. She also won in 1988 for The Accused. But this, uh, uh, alas, her final Best Actress nomination came in 1994 for Nell. I have a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Jodie Foster. Had a huge crush on her in the Contact days, uh, and so I'm all, I'm always happy to revisit this film and, and other films that she has been in for um just for nostalgia's sake uh fun facts yeah a couple other fun facts for the 1991 oscars john singleton first african-american director was nominated for boys in the hoods oh mm-hmm. even ridley scott got and a director now and the youngest and he the was youngest. also the youngest the youngest director ever absolutely ever and uh, billy crystal jack Mounts, yeah whatever i might even cut this stuff out alex what were the other nominees in 1991? We got a couple. Yeah, we had another big one. Uh, was a uh, Beauty and the Beast, which was the first one ever given to a, a animated film. Okay. And the last, I want to say. No, wait, what? Um, no, there were a couple. There was. Maybe. Well, because um, later on in 2002 or three, they introduced the best animated okay. category. Right. Yeah, but I think broke it up. But I think maybe Up or Toy Story was, Toy Story three was nominated for best picture in addition Ugh. to best animated. <laughs> the worst Toy Story. Yeah, that that one hasn't aged as well as the first two. I love the second <laughs> yeah. one. Oh man, that's great. It's still great. I got into, I got into a couple of Twitter fights over Toy Story three because I think it's horrible. It's it, it, it's. <laughs> a terrible movie it's a dark dark children's movie for no reason it's not even like a fun babe pig in the city kind of uh introducing your kids to darkness it's just mean, it's a yeah, mean they, movie. they are they are about like to, they are about to get cremated at the end uh which is yes it's a cremation goes... scene where they hold the toys hold hands and decide to face death together as one uh it, it's it's it's, it's no. pretty bad now that's a horror movie Right there. That's a horrible. Yeah. Movie. <laughs> uh, just, but, but just one quick. actually, just one quick aside about Toy Story three. You know, it, so it's about them having to find a new person. They're gonna have to keep mm-hmm. doing this every ten years. It was a plot of every single movie. It's just that you know they switched around a lot. You know, like, no, oh, where no. are we gonna go now? Yeah, but yeah. Oh, but, you mean like the next, the next, the next uh, kid? The next yeah, kid. Until like, they it's fall like a, apart it's a hell like, they have to just, repeat right, right. over so and really, over and over. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But anyways, okay. Beauty and the Beast. Uh, yeah, Beauty and the Beast. I mean, tremendous film. I think it still, still holds up. Uh, we also we also had Bugsy, Barry Levinson's uh, gangster film, which is not really thought about anymore. I don't even I would say it's not. You know, there's this, nobody. Yeah, there's this thing about Warren Beatty. I've re- I know he's good and stuff, but I, I don't. 
care about a lot of his stuff. I I just don't. Right. I don't. I can't. Like Bullworth is cool. Bonnie and Clyde. Like his earlier stuff is great, but I like Red's got a ton of like d- a dozen nominations. I don't think it won anything. Nobody talks about Red's Bugsy. I don't. I don't, I don't care about. Him. Yeah, it's it's just weird. Warren Beatty. He doesn't do it for me. I hate to say it. He doesn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not even Dick Tracy. That's yeah, not even Dick Tracy. Can't do it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what else we have? We also had JFK, Oliver Stone's uh, amazing. Uh, 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 how, do you, how do you consider? Uh, like just just as a conspiracy, yeah, political thriller, nearest uh, dream film. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. The Doors also came out that year, so Oliver Stone had two movies, two very different movies, wow. mind you. Yeah. Two very mm-hmm. different movies. That's pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and the JFK last one to be nominated. Up. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen yeah. that since release, probably. Mm. Um, well, or, you know, home video. Um, <laughs> the other and the last one was the Prince of Tides, which I never saw as a kid because I didn't. You know, who's gonna watch a romantic drama when yeah. you're a teenager? Yeah, a romantic drama starring was it Nick Nolte? Uh, yeah, Nick Nolte <laughs> and Barbara Streisand. That, yeah, that's not that's yeah. that's a I couple, was not the target audience. Uh, no. No, I I have I have not seen that movie. I'm Although, still not the target audience to, to play fair. <laughs> Look at you, you old romantic, married eight years now or whatever. Yeah, God, forever. Yeah. No, but yeah, so that was that was it for best picture. That's I mean, it's a it's okay. Yeah, this good selection. Fine. Whatever, Beauty and the Beast, like that's a big that's a big move. Giving them. Uh, best, I wouldn't. I would best, never consider best picture nomination. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast. And Beauty and the Beast is probably one of the best like Disney films. I, you know, down. I'd say it's up there. Hands down, definitely. It, 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 and, and at the time, I mean, the, just the animation itself. It was. I mean, how stunning was that? You know, there's, there's some absolutely stunning scenes. There's there's some songs that have held up and and are still as uh as familiar today as it was then. So mm-hmm. it, it's definitely uh that's what's withheld the the test of time. Yeah. Uh, JFK, you, wait, wait. Uh, you might say it's a. Uh, Tail as old as time? Oh, no. Damn no? it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I have the new moon coming out now, so we'll, I'm sure we'll see a resurgence of interest in the, the old one. Did you see those pictures that came out today? Oh, they, uh, today? They, just today. Oh, they, oh, yeah, no, just today. I, they released. I missed that. Oh, uh, I'm breaking the, I'm breaking <gasps> the wall. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. There's been some uh, yeah, new pictures from the uh, the live action version with of... uh, Emma Stone. Beauty oh. and the Beast. Okay. No, of, no, but of. Um... What bell of the beast? Oh, everyone! Of, kinda, of, yeah, of they the kind of show. They show the uh, you know, oh God, I forgot the name of the Cogsworth, Cogsworth. and uh, the, Lumiere. Lumiere. Oh my God, I remembered that. That was that wasn't even googling. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have they have. It looks kind of strange, but kind of it's got a cool look to it. So I'm I'm kind of curious to see what they do with it. It's one of those ones you kind of question why, but because the Jungle Book made banks. So, oh, there so. you go. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, we can just remake our old catalog." Well, then why don't we do that? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But okay, so we got these movies in 1991 nominated for Best Picture. I'm looking at this list of other movies that came out in '91, and it's like my childhood right here. <laughs> Maybe for you as well. What do you got? Like, what else came out? Came out? Well, there? I mean, uh, well, one that wasn't from my childhood, but the one that I was like, "How is was this not nominated for Best Picture?" Was um. Uh, because you know, actually, I actually only saw this uh, a couple years ago. Was uh, the Fisher King, oh, which yeah. I had I I had not 
I, for some reason, I, I don't know why I hadn't. I actually, to be honest, completely honest, I, I saw it after uh, after Rob Williams died. It was kind of my, uh, you know, how I, I threw on a movie at night. And I was like, you know what? I, I put this on for so goddamn long. I don't know why. I, I'm a complete Terry Gilliam nut. I uh, love Rob Williams and pretty much everything he's done. So I threw it on and I'm just, I was stunned. I love that movie. It's a great movie. That movie's just like a wonderful wonderful film and i that's one of those ones like how is that not nominated it got a couple other uh yeah, best actor of, nomination yeah screenplay for, for an actual performance that was yeah <laughs> longer than a couple minutes um but yeah no uh it's it's got a couple of things but it wasn't you know best original score which is a good one too for it um oh. but yeah it it uh it didn't win it didn't it wasn't even nominated for best picture i can't even can't and yeah it's you could you could take I, you could take bugs or prince of tides and put fisher king in there yeah. and that's you're infinitely yeah. better infinitely right um but uh, i mean the, the other i mean if you want to talk about like childhood i know which one you're going to talk about um i hope i know which one you're going to talk about well there's a couple i know there, you're talking I mean, about there, dude there, there are a couple on here and obviously <laughs> i'm talking about new jack city which is <laughs> <laughs> my, parents, my parents let me watch that when i was eight Got funny story. My friend, I forgot what the movie was. He rented my ch- my friend when you know I guess we were ten or so. Uh, rented I don't know what it was, but it was not New Jack City. And then in Blockbuster <laughs> they put New Jack City in the thing, and he started watching it, and uh, still to this day credits it uh, with all his uh, you know like mental issues <laughs> from <laughs> experiencing New Jack City as a as a ten year old. Yeah, no, New Jack City is pretty good though. It's, but it's, um, it's, yeah, it's but obviously the. Yeah, but obviously the movie I think we're both looking at is uh, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Alex? That's the one. That's, yeah, because I, I was, I've been actually thinking about this, like, earlier this year. Like, we don't have any movies anymore. We don't have effects anymore that stun us. We don't have any, any like, special effects in movies that just completely, how the hell did they do that? And that was that was one of those first movies where, like, the the special effects are mind-boggling. We, <sighs> we had never, never, literally never seen anything like that at the time. Yeah, it was... Um, Dawn, dawn of a new era. It was like, yeah. It, it's. I saw this movie after Terminator Genesis, whatever the that piece of crap that came out last year. Like I like <laughs> I my, like, like my wife and I came home and we from that movie and we immediately put on Terminator Two because like we need to we need to see how this is done. It, it, it is. Yeah. We don't make action movies like this anymore. It's. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. It the effects are the effects are actually minimal. There's like the the yeah. the, the liquid effects are they don't they take up a, barely a, like barely a couple minutes of the running time. It's funny because it's so it does stick with you so yeah, long. But, you know, stuck with the, us so long. You'll think the, about those scenes first. Yeah, but the pacing and the set pieces and the the emphasis on like developing these characters. There are long moments when nothing blows up. So when it finally comes, it's. Yeah awesome it's great and and i was i was watching this and i wish i could watch this again for the first time mm. like without having seen any ads just because for the first half hour you don't know who the bad guy is and yeah they, just think I, cameron does that better better than anyone he does yeah. it so well just playing with your expectations yeah. uh, it's uh it's a fantastic movie even to this day yeah i mean even even the original trailers didn't uh bro- you know reveal that I, I, I as far as i remember but but i feel like our because i think when we grew up this was the one we were introduced to first so, you know we 84 i was i was two when terminator came out <laughs> right. so I watched this and went backwards, but you know, so I, there was, I obviously I knew he was like, Oh no, he's to protect the kid. So yeah, it would have been a completely different movie. Cause it, it does work as a, 
uh, especially for Linda Hamilton's character, who's been through some been through some shit. Through some shit. Um, yeah, no, it, it still holds up. It's a fun movie. James Cameron, I mean, he, he nobody makes an action movie like James Cameron, man. He 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 knows he knows how that the whole ebb and flow and uh, he really does. And uh, his uh, set pieces don't never disappoint. Avatar sure. Land, like a yeah. million a million sequels to Avatar coming coming your way. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> any any bad horror movies this year? Oh God, <laughs> you want to know bad <laughs> horror movies? There is every bad sequel to every bad movie came out this year. I can't even tell you. Look, listen to this list of sequels. Well, first of all, Alligator 2, because we talked about Alligator <laughs> last time. There was Alligator 2 came out this year. We had uh, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, which, of course, uh, was a lie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We had Howling... <laughs> we had The Howling 4, The Freaks. Do you know about the... Have you followed The Howling series at all? No, the Howling series know, is some of the best... The, the second Howling has the best subtitle of any Howling movie. It's called uh, Howling 2, Your Sister is a Werewolf. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not joking. That's a real, real name oh, to a real movie. Why wasn't that nominated for Best Picture? <laughs> it's got Christopher Lee in it too. Um, Good lord. Well, what else we had? Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty bad. Uh, we had Necromantic too. Uh, have you ever seen Necromantic? It's no, a wonderful uh, no. movie about about some uh, some uh, intimate loving. Um, we had uh, Omen Four: The Awakening. We had uh, Scanners Two. We had Puppet Master two and three. <laughs> because, wow. Because, yeah, because that's how that. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Full Moon. Wait, what the hell's the name of that company? Oh my god, I don't know if you ever got into the Puppet Master series, but they got pretty terrible. Uh, again, uh, Charles. Not a, not a. Oh uh, yeah, this is this is this is my childhood. Yeah, yeah. This is my childhood watching Charles Band films, and uh, God, he's made so many horrible ones. Horrible ones. Um, what else? Transfers two. Speaking of Charles Band, there was so many. Uh, but there were some fun movies though. Too. There was there was a uh, I'm gonna mispronounce his name. It's Jean Pierre Junet, I think his name is. Um, yeah, Junet. Uh, Junet, right? I, actually, I took French for like six years, by the way. Junet um, <laughs> and Caro and Caro Cairo Junet Caro. Yeah, yeah. Del- Did uh, Del- Dessen. Yeah, yeah, which Del- is Dessen's an amazing great. film. And that's another one I didn't see until much later when it like hit DVD and stuff. Um, but yeah, that's that's a great one. Uh, Spina horror um what was the other one and well if you want to consider it which i, I don't know no, i guess i would consider more of a comedy is adam's family which is is held up wonderfully it has. Uh, and they just they just played at the draft house actually and i was sorry that i missed it uh the new draft house over us uh in brooklyn by brooklyn. us Woo. yeah yeah certainly <laughs> by me it's great yeah uh, you yes okay. yeah so uh we're running a bit long 91 it's got some great stuff man the great stuff i don't think was acknowledged really Terminator 2 did win best best special effects, rightfully so, and mm-hmm. I th- a, a bunch of the technical awards. But when we return, we're finally going to get into the Silence of the Lambs. So get your fava beans, get a nice Chianti, cozy on up. We'll I've see. Got you a Merlot. The... Oh God, that doesn't. I know. I've does... fucked it up. You just this is this is not <laughs> sideways. We're not doing sideways. Doing Silence. Anyways, whatever. We'll be right back. Sorry. Oh, it's a Malbec. I'm completely wrong. I'm drinking Malbec. Sorry. What did you do? I went downstairs, outside. I crept up into the barn. I was, I was so scared to look inside, but I had to. What did you see, Clarice? What did you see? Lamb. 
They were slaughtering the spring lambs. And they were screaming. And you ran away? No. First I tried to free them. I, I opened the gate to their pen, but they wouldn't run. They just stood there, confused. They wouldn't run. But you could, and you did, didn't you? Yes. I took one lamb and I ran away as fast as I could. Where were you going, Clarice? I don't know. I didn't have any food, any water, and it was very cold. Very cold. I thought... I thought if I could save just one, but... He was so heavy. Was so heavy. I didn't get more than a few miles when the sheriff's car picked me up. Rancher was so angry, he sent me to live at the Lutheran Orphanage in Postman. I never saw the ranch again. What became of your lamb, Clarice? I killed him. You still wake up sometimes, don't you? You wake up in the dark and hear the screaming of the lambs. Yes. And you think if you save poor Catherine, you could make them stop, don't you? You think if Catherine lives, you won't wake up in the dark ever again to that awful screaming of the lambs? I don't know. I don't know. Thank you, Glory. Thank you. And we are back. Alex, for those people who have not seen The Silence of the Lambs, can you give us a quick overview of what it's about? It's all about Clarice Starling. It's uh, played by Jodie Foster. She's a FBI trainee who's who's investigating, who gets called to investigate. Uh, no, before he gets, gets called to interview uh, one uh, psychopath named Hannibal Lecter. Uh, you know, I don't. I feel like I shouldn't need to introduce him. He's one of the most like <laughs> infamous. So he's like, you know, if you think about like cinematic psychopath, you think about Hannibal Lecter, um, especially with all the different sequels and spinoffs and all stuff uh, but yeah anyway see he she ends up interviewing him in order to find another serial killer she basically is, uh, has him conduct uh, to make a profile FBI profile on uh, this other character named uh, Buffalo Bill who's uh, going around skinning uh, skinning women and we find he's uh, making a making a little uh, suit for himself of him and uh, <laughs> yeah so it's all about her investigation into uh, into both Buffalo Bill and what he's doing, and also Hannibal Lecter kind of uh, interviewing her and kind of getting into her head, and her trying to fight off uh, fight off that and, and uh, fight for these these women. And, yeah. and that, that's it. That's pretty much. Yeah, it's a it's a very straight. It's almost a straightforward film. It's like all right, we have this crime to, crime to solve. We go ahead and solve it. We use whatever means we have, and that means happens to be Hannibal Lecter, who. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to talk right up immediately about him because he is uh, one of the all-time greatest characters put on film. I think he he single-handedly spawned uh, a bunch of sequels, prequels, uh, books, and TV shows. Yeah, you, had, you, know, you originally had uh, Manhunter. Uh, yeah, 19- which, he wasn't even the... Anthony Hopkins wasn't the first to... Uh, yeah, he was not. Uh, Brian, Brian Cox played him in yeah. Manhunter, which is i think the book red dragon which was then mm-hmm. also later turned into the movie red dragon 
with um, Edward Norton. I think he played Will Graham, who we later meet in the Hannibal TV show, which is sort of, which I think, I haven't, I haven't seen all of the Hannibal TV show, but I think that builds up the last episode. It's, I saw the episode titles. It's something to do with lambs, so I assume it sort of builds up, goes right into Silence of the Lambs. But yeah, so you have, um, and then yeah, what did you, what did you think of Hannibal? Just very briefly, the movie with um, I, 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 Julianne I've Moore. I've actually never seen it. To be honest, I've never seen it. I, that was one of those movies that I, I, I've never heard a good thing about, and I, I avoided. Uh, I've seen Manhunter, um, and I've seen Red Dragon, but I haven't seen Hannibal. It's not good. Um, yeah, I, 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 I have never heard a good thing about it, and from a lot of people who are. We're big fans of Sansa Lambs, so yeah, I never, right. never it, put down the time yeah. to check it out, but yeah. There's also a very unloved sequel called Hannibal Rising, which anytime, right. anytime right. you have Rise or Rising in your title, it's probably, you should really avoid yeah, something like that. God, I, that's, that's the one where he, it's like, you know, like World War Two, and he's, like, it starts off with, like, him as a baby getting attacked by Nazis and all this shit. Right. It, 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 it's, it, does, it does the whole, like, uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween where it tries to explain the character and just ruins every good aspect of him. Right. Because Hannibal Lecter, he needs to be mysterious. They're like right. you're the monsters that haunt you. There has to be some they can't be like you and me. They can't have had a tragic backstory like you and me. They have to exist sort of in this continuum of psychopathy. Uh and trying to explain Hannibal Lecter it's He's a, he's so complicated. I don't think you you couldn't do it, and you certainly can't certainly boil him down to just lashing out because of Nazis. That's far too simple yeah. for such a nuanced and um, intriguing character. Now we uh, now we mentioned that you don't even have to have seen Silence of the Lambs to know who Hannibal Lecter is. He's had a stunning effect on uh, pop culture. Like I, everybody, you know, people. Will, dress up with a mask people keep always say hello Clarice even though he doesn't actually say hello Clarice in this movie he says it in Hannibal as a sort of nod to everybody screwing up the line he actually says good morning Clarice as a, uh, um, and yeah so he just he just becomes he's become more than more than the movie more than the shows I do love him on Hannibal though uh, Mads Mikkelsen gives us a very yeah, different Hannibal he's, and, that, and that show one of the most beautiful things I have ever seen on television just from a strictly technical oh, standpoint. Like strictly, just, just as a photography. Yeah, the, the, his meals. They actually just released a cookbook. Of, oh, of really? Actual, like, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I, that's one of those those shows. You feel bad because you're like you're starting to get hungry is watching. Some oh yeah, of, I, that, some that, that looks that looks amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. So there's actually a, there's actually a cookbook that you can yeah. do that very thing. Yeah, and um, staying on Lecter, what is it about Lecter? What is it about him that has solidified him in this uh in the pop culture and in our minds as this great evil do you think well, I, I think it's because it, there's no real reason for it he's he has he's a guy who had it all he was a psychiatrist he was a very uh, uh he was a he was he had money he had he had power you know he had he had the uh he was he's well educated there's no real reason for him to be a killer there's no real reason for him to do what he does uh, that's what's so fascinating about him. Like, why? Why does what's he, what compels him to do this stuff, and what's this kind of code of ethics that he has? Uh, that's the most interesting thing. That you know, he's disgusted by uh, you know his his neighboring 
um, his neighboring uh, inmate who, who you know Migs throws yeah Migs who just throws semen at, at uh, Clarice while she's she's interviewing him at one point and uh, and and kills him like because he thinks that's disgusting <laughs> but this is a guy who's served people uh, human body parts during dinner so you know he has this interesting code of ethics that doesn't make a lot of sense but makes a lot of sense to him. And um, I think that's what makes him so interesting. And he's he's just as interested in the Buffalo Bill case as as Clarice is, if not more so. Um, and that's what's so fascinating about him. He 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 likes to get inside the mind of a killer, even though he is one himself. So to well to to catch a killer, you know, you yeah. send a killer at, yeah. at times. And it's it's like you know it's a, the monster. He's he's the monster. There's no better yeah. There's no better way to to understand the monster than by finding another one. That's that's I think why the movie works so well. It kind of gets into all that uh, the nitty gritty, and I feel like this is one of the first movies that that did kind of talk about like FBI profiling and and um you know just just figuring that stuff out. I know that for me personally, that got definitely set me off on a whole um you know especially since I was so interested in horror movies and serial killers and all that kind of stuff. I was definitely I started reading like um John Douglas's books. I don't know if you ever read any of his stuff. A uh, no. former FBI profiler who wrote all these books about different cases and uh just 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 the insane work some of these people do just by you know just looking at a crime scene being like okay he's left-handed and he's got a limp and and he, he speaks with a you know and he has this accent and um they could see just from just from the crime scene so i i feel like that kind of stuff even though i don't feel like it's portrayed uh, especially well but i feel like it's a nice kind of introduction to that thing and from a lot of people they didn't i don't feel like knew it existed the whole csi kind of thing so that's that yeah i think that's what's kind of kicked it off yeah yeah, he's. I could definitely, definitely, definitely agree to that. I, f- I feel like the, the crime scene shows started ramping up after, after the, after this. So it definitely had a more lasting effect on pop culture than just people in straight jackets. But I, what I like about Hannibal Lecter is that he, he's so intelligent, and um, perceptive that he becomes superhuman and but that twists him to look at us as and everyone else as nothing more than animals and that is i you know what and i will say that is a horrifying aspect of him it's not you know you you don't you don't get to see like the will graham tussling but he is not uh, he's not in the same world as us he will come down he will play his games because you know he had a connection to buffalo bill sort of tenuously but he he is just he's like he is an apex predator in in some in some regards he's just we are nothing but obstacles and maybe food to him like he 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 kills a lot of people and yeah some of the like i was watching and i think oh this is not that gruesome like Mm. visually but it's he's he's Dude, yeah, dude, no, dude gets is, around. Though, if, dude gets around. Yeah. It's like, it's dude's face off. It doesn't linger on the gore. That's what, you know, it's not a Hannibal where it just like lovingly displays every, every you know, single right. frame. Um, you know, there's the part where that, that, that guard is strung up on his cell. If they had chosen to, they could have made that scene a lot more rough on right. the audience because it is pretty, pretty, you know, the guy was like strung up like an angel or something. On the, it's pretty um, cool. On the, <laughs> on the case. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like that's what we're talking about with the intelligence. It's it is kind of an interesting point. It's because it is kind of like the he's like a a perfect serial killer because this that's a very common trait with serial killers uh, that they think that they're more intelligent than the people. They 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 don't see the people beneath them as as 
as intelligent. They think they're smarter than everyone else. And um, a lot of them, when they're caught, don't understand, you know, quite what. And that's why they're always trying to say that they're innocent and things like that. But, um, but, actually, Han- but Hannibal is, he is, he knows he's, he is smarter. Yeah. He knows that. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. So he's, spo- he's and, the perfect person of it. Yeah. And, and spoiler alert in the for the show, he basically gives himself up at the end just as a way mm-hmm. to, I think, appease Will or something like that. And then and then it keeps going, and there's a the whole sort of similar uh, situation here where he is uh, consulting with the FBI, so to speak, yeah. for other serial yeah. killers. Hannibal Lecter is one of two serial killers. He's the far more memorable one, I think. But the one that is the focus of the investigation is Buffalo Bill, played by Ted Levine. Alex, how do they compare? How do they contrast the two serial killers? And what is what is memorable about Buffalo Bill? He's the opposite completely. He's, he's the impulsive. Uh, um, everything he's doing is, is for himself. He can't control himself. He's not smart. He's uh, living in, I don't even know what that, what state was it he's living in? He's living in like, you know, a little horrible neighborhood, some little white trash neighborhood somewhere. Uh and uh, doesn't know what he is, doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, yeah, he, he's, he's sloppy. He's really – he's a mess <laughs> if it weren't for the fact that he's grabbing these women that uh, um, for for a while it seems like nobody really seems to care too much about uh, that he gets away with it for so long. Um, and uh, you know, immediately as soon as as soon as she shows up at his doorstep, the jig is up. It's it's he can't he can't hold it up. If that were Hannibal Lecter, if she, if Clarice, Clarice walked into Hannibal's uh, house while she was investigating a murder, he she would have walked out and he, he or gotten killed. He would not right. never made it. Um, he's everything you know. Hannibal's everything that that Buffalo Bill isn't, which is uh, you know maybe why he seems to need the need to go after him too. He wants to you know he doesn't, he doesn't like these kind of. Uh, these posers. He's sullying the good name of serial yeah. killers every way. Right. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, yeah, he's definitely he's impulsive. He's brash. He relies on his brute strength rather than his mm-hmm. intelligence, which there isn't that much. And he has that this great way of talking that is actually quite like, uh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, I'll just uh, check the stuff. And it's, it's fascinating. Um, and um, for those of you who don't know, there uh, he is not at home in his own skin, so he's making skin of other people. He, it's it's weird because the film, looking back, you think it's kind of transphobic in in some ways. Yeah. But and there was there but, was a controversy when it was released too. It was it's not like a right, a new, but, a new thing. Yeah. yeah, but like in in watching it, I go, it's not like, is it transphobic? Because this guy is just. He's. I don't think you can call him, you know, uh, you know, trans, trans, you know, transgender or, or thinking. He like. Yeah, he's, he's not. He's not. He's, he's, he has a mental deficient. There's something. Right. Wrong with him at his core. Right. He's not transsexual. He's got. He's got issues. He doesn't know what he is, and he's he's trying to figure it out in the worst possible way. And he's um, lashing out when he should be. He should be going to site. You know. Psych uh, therapy lessons or th- right. therapy sessions with Hannibal Lecter. He'll probably set him very straight. But um, there is, of course, one scene that everyone remembers about Buffalo Bill, and it's not the puts the lotion on the skin or also gets the hose again. It is the dance scene, and I gotta say this: this like when I saw this when I was younger, I was like, what "The <laughs> hell is just just happened?" And um, 
certainly the song Goodbye Horses. Mm. You could, I can't associate that thing with yeah. literally anything else. And I, you found a fun fact about that, didn't you? Yeah, I, I had no idea the the singer Q Lazarus, her name is, is, is a her. I had no idea that that was a woman singer. I, it's it's such Goodbye Horses is such a it's such like a typical. 80s uh, male voice, you know, it's like such that kind of like synthy, um, kind of effeminate male voice. But it kind of works perfectly when you think about it in this way too. It's it's this uh, confused <laughs> story, right. song, androgynous. Um, yeah, intro- yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really go either way. But I, yeah, to this day, I didn't know. I only learned uh, when researching for this. Um, and yeah, and I, I'm also kind of curious if she knew what the context was that the, that the song was going to be used. <laughs> because how could you possibly ever? I mean, I, obviously nobody nobody knew what Silence of the Lambs was going to become. Nobody knew it was going to be this classic film, um, and the, the scene in particular. But I mean, still, it'd be kind of amusing to know if it, they just took the film and you know took the song and she's just sitting there in the theater, you know, opening night and like, oh, okay. Just, just <laughs> did that. That's that's all. It's ever gonna be associated with my, uh, my song is always forever gonna be associated with this the scene. There's no, there's no, and and fucking clerks too, um, but let's not talk about that. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those like iconic movie scenes. Like there's there's no removing. It's stuck in the middle with you with Reservoir Dogs. It's it's there's no removing the song from that from that yeah, scene. Ab- You'll yeah, never hear it without. That's, you know, so it's kind of funny. Yeah, uh, it definitely is. And there are a lot of memorable scenes. In this. I forgot how many scenes have been emulated throughout mm-hmm. the 25-year history. So you have that scene. You have everyone says puts the lotion on the skin or else gets the basket. Like, like I think of literally anything Hannibal Lecter says you can find on a T-shirt somewhere and you know have the lamb stop screaming. Uh, it's, um, it's funny too how much how much is just kind of like just spoken it's not really like they're not like showstopper like one-liners from him not too many at least i feel like most of it's you know like the uh i ate his liver uh you know that that that, yeah. that line is it's just kind of you know he throws it out there it's not really a <laughs> yeah. it's, it's it's a it's just it's just matter of fact and then he does that yeah <laughs> yeah thing oh it's so creepy it's so it's so creepy but uh, you know there's there's something we said like a movie that can have a lot of scenes that stick out with you and stick with you and the, the zeitgeist and uh, the public unconsciousness. Mm-hmm. I think that it's it speaks to the staying power of this. And, you know, we have not even gotten into our protagonists. Because yeah. if they say, uh, they say a movie is a hero is only as good as its villain, this one's got a great villain. It also has a uh, fantastic protagonist and that is Clarice Starling played by Jodie Foster FBI trainee who gets sent in way over her head but uh holds, holds her own it. yeah she, that's the she thing. totally handles it there's, Watch there's this. not really any moments of I mean there's moments of doubt but she for the most part rolls with everything that's thrown in her it's it's kind yeah. of commendable especially uh, with a you know not you know this is 91 of course but still with a female protagonist you, you'd still expect that kind of you know you don't you don't expect strong female characters like this you don't it's sad no it's sad they to don't. say that but um and, and, they, and they don't and it almost def- the film almost defies expectation because yeah. in a lot of like in a lot of like horror movies or thriller movies i think they would call it especially in the 90s with a female a female cop they'd sexualize her she'd be taking a shower there'd be a dude she'd be in like 
completely inappropriate shoes the entire time. <laughs> Be talking about a relationship or something. Right, and like the boyfriend None with Matt. There's, there's no. She's, she's on the case, and that's, there's, and that's it. There's the one scene. I, I mean, well, there's not one scene. There's, a, there's more than a couple scenes where it does bring up the fact that she is a woman, and I appreciate that because it does. There, there are more than a few scenes where she kind of does have to assert herself more than anyone else. Yeah, and, it's um, great. I, yeah, I um, I never realized how much every single dude in this movie is hitting on her or judging oh God, yeah. her for being yeah, a woman. Yeah. I was like, oh god, this is so. It starts so in like awkward. the very beginning when the, oh, oh, close to the beginning when there's other trainees running by her and they all kind of turn and look at her, and uh, you know she kind of like high fives like uh, the only other sole other female uh, trainee, um, right. and uh, it just kind of like, you know, like an unspoken like a uh, sisterhood kind of thing, and yeah it, I I didn't pick up on this definitely when I was a kid but yeah there is a lot of that where she just like it kind of she rolls with it but at the same time it's you watching it now you're like well yeah the women have to deal with a lot of crap like how yeah, much like, crap they have to deal like, with non-stop screw, screw you guys screw the, screw, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah like when, like, when they go into the scene with the oh, because you were going to say about probably with the cops right when they when she goes in with the um yeah the cops when, uh-huh. she, when they go in the scene where they're all like staring at her like who is this who is this lady you know and she has and to she, just be like okay everyone out we're gonna yep, do our job the, get out of here the, the, the adults are here yeah, yeah. There's, there's the scene of the cops uh chilton the um head of the asylum yeah he basically yeah, goes like so are you in town for the weekend because if you have yeah. a guide in baltimore don't go to baltimore it's, yeah, it's yeah. i'm sure it was terrible back in the 90s it's fine now and uh the, really... the, the weird nerdy scientists that are like it's which is a cute kind of hitting on yeah. because she could clearly handle should eat this dude alive right right intended. <laughs> uh, it's just it's just like everybody has that i feel feel the male Predator. gaze on her yeah. yeah everyone everyone feels everyone has it except hannibal lecter he yeah he will he will he will use her sexuality like as a psychotherapist tool or a weapon but he is unconcerned with her as a woman he is mm. she is just the shiny new thing that yeah. um jack crawford has sent uh, has sent oh, him which is possibly why she's so comfortable. Like she's she opens up to him almost immediately, even though they tell her, "Don't tell him anything. Don't say it, bro. But he'll get right into your head." And she's unconcerned with that. She's like, "I, you know, I, right? Yeah, maybe, maybe it is because of that. Because it's finally like treating him as a, treating her as an equal almost. And she's the first character to do so. Um, right. And almost, yeah. You know, and the first character, almost maybe the only character in the whole film that does so until uh, she beats the hell out of a Buffalo Bill at the end." Or get get some. <laughs> yeah. Which is a great scene. I love that scene so yeah. much. Where let's the, let's the, talk about that. Yeah, because the, the final scene where she finally she she does the work. It, they do the little um, they do that great part where you, where you think that the uh, the cops are all going to be uh, you know invade uh, searching the the house, and you find out that no, it's actually Clarice by herself who was uh doing her own investigation that found the real killer. Right. And um, she goes in and, and immediately you know it's 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 kind of the kind of thing they could have made it. Like if it, if it was a dumber protagonist, it wouldn't have picked up on all the all the hints that the audience was getting. But she picks up on it immediately, and she's like, and she knows what to do. She pulls her weapon, and um, and you know, saves the girl, gets the bad guy, uh, and has that amazing scene in, in the the in the dark where it's it's still it's still tense as hell. It's yeah. it works so well, even though you know I knew exactly what was gonna happen. I still like held my breath a little bit. Um, right. Yeah. The, just the when, just when, like he, when he put his 
hand yeah. out like an inch from her face. You're like, oh my, it's yeah. so, it's so great. And it's like, it's, it literally becomes the male gaze there. Mm-hmm. It's, we're right. seeing it through Buffalo Bill who sees these women as means to his own suit. They're just pieces of skin of, of yarn essentially. Yeah. And he's it's just materials. like looking, he's just looking at, it. he's probably, he's, he's, he's not, he's not, he's not reaching out in a way that is, uh, like yeah, he's he wants to harm her, but it's um, it's like this weird sort of loving. He's yeah. Like, oh, look he's at. Examining, he's examining. It's like a, he's like a he's like a fabric store examining you know the material. He's yeah. he's just trying to see what he's gonna take home with him. Oh. Yeah. And it's, it's and it's and it's it's just that she's like there in the dark, and it's 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 tense as anything yeah. that you could put out nowadays. It's still it's still an amazing scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um. Another Christ! Another amazing scene. Uh, Lecter's escape. I forgot that they take like ten minutes, and they're just like, "Okay, now we're gonna focus on Hannibal Lecter." Yeah, dude. It's almost like a side story at that point. Yeah, it's you're, you're just like, "Why is this important?" And you go, "I don't like. I don't care why how it relates to the movie. I just it's want. So... <laughs> I want to spend time with this character." Right. Right. Yeah, dude rips and he cuts a dude's face off, wears yeah. it, pretends to be dead, and then kills three other people in an ambulance to get away. Like. That like it's a really man, intricate that's, that's, escape. That's yeah, that's hardcore right there. He that's... just got put in that cell too, so he thought it up pretty quickly. But um, yeah, yeah, I was I always kind of thought it was funny because it it, it literally could have been just like a, just just a scene where you know a cops like, well, Cannibal Lecter got out, and that that was it. You know, that's there was no need for that scene whatsoever. There was no need for all that. I mean, okay, yes, to show how crazy he was, I guess, but there's no real. It's not the the emphasis of the story. It's all about Clarice. Uh, keeping him as a as a villain, yeah, okay, maybe a little bit, but there's no, you know, they could have gone away with that being a lot shorter. But I, don't it, know. I, th- I think I think it's great. I think this movie is. I don't think there's a really a wasted scene in this, and that includes the Hannibal Lecter uh, subplots, mm-hmm. if only because Anthony Hopkins and the character of Hannibal Lecter, they are so good together that they make it relevant to the story and Clarice couldn't do what she does couldn't become who she is without him and yes yeah. it does feel a little bit if if it if it is a little bit uh, like excessive or maybe extraneous almost it's, it's 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 almost fan service but at the same time you feel invested in this character yeah. in this it, Hannibal it does, character and it does, and it does you... explain the character better than anyone explaining off you know like like people saying what he's done you know, it does. It does in a way that people, uh, that the people explaining what he did before uh, doesn't. Obviously, you see what he's really capable of. So in that respect, yeah. But at the same time, it's like it's not really about him. And even at the end, you know, you, you, he's you know where he's left to wander, um, whatever whatever city he's in at the end. Um, well, yeah. Well, uh, he's having he's having an old friend for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> God, I love a, that line. That's a great line. <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh. yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so it seems like you think it had held up. I do. I do. Yeah, we're we're gonna definitely get to that. It's a it's a it's a brilliant work of I will say you know of just just good filmmaking, good filmmaking, and the way to craft a beautiful and legendarily good character. I think Anthony Hopkins and Hannibal Lecter, like he's he's not he's. There, he's no other character. I don't. I 
don't know what other movies Anthony Hopkins has been. He's like, um, he 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 played he played Nixon, didn't he play Nixon in uh, the movie Nixon? Doesn't matter. So. He's in he's in he's in he's in Westworld right now. All I think of oh Hannibal Lecter is making robots because of course <laughs> Hannibal Lecter would make robots. He is this character. It's like Obi like Alec Guinness and Obi Wan Kenobi. Anthony Hopkins is Hannibal. Character. He will always be that. That's how good he is in this. And Jodie Foster is Clarice Starling. Julianne Moore tried. She failed. I think, you know, this is one of her finest roles. She plays a female cop like, in such a realistic and um, just like 21st century way that um, it's, it's she, Clarice is, uh, is ahead of her time. And yeah, it, it's, it's another it's another character that, that that would be timely today. Like if it, it's kind of thing that sadly that could uh, uh, that could be on the screen right now, and you you'd really appreciate it for what it's doing because she she sifts through all the all the noise and gets her job done, and doesn't let it doesn't let her stop her uh, her trajectory upwards, and um, yeah. kind of appreciate that. No, she doesn't, and she's she's just an FBI trainee. I would love to see her what what she does when she's. You know, an actual FBI agent. I mean, obviously, right. you see that in Hannibal, but um, <laughs> man, yeah, she just she's just absolutely great in in that. Um, so yeah, Silence of the Lambs. It holds up after 25 years, 25th anniversary, and of the movies that were nominated, I think it's definitely the right choice by the Academy. Yeah, I, mean, I would agree with that. Yeah, too. Although, yeah, I would no, absolutely, I would agree with that. Uh, I, although, I would say Fisher King. Would have blown all of them out of the water <laughs> if they were nominated, <laughs> but yeah, I, I of, of the ones nominated, I think they, they picked the winner. Okay, uh. which is why do you think they picked this one though? Like, what what is it about? I, I I'm stuck. I'm watching it. I'm like, it's not. I mean, there's nothing in it that makes you think of an Oscar film. No, you know? it's it is so far outside of the no, the norm of Oscars. I, and like I, I said, if, if it weren't for the cast, if it weren't for the cast, it, it would never yeah. have been. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know. And nor, nor was this nor was this a movie that came out like the last week of eligibility. This movie came yeah. out in this came came out on Valentine's Day, I think. <laughs> movies movies released that, that was that at that time that was before the that was before Dances with Wolves had won because the Oscars were in like March at that at that point. So for a movie to do that, it had to have done something, and it must be. Like people saw this movie, it was critically acclaimed. Everybody loved it, and I think I think maybe they just wanted to give something to like the people. But this is such a non-Oscar movie. Like, we've talked about yeah. what is an Oscar movie. Right. This this is not one of them. It's yes, it's well done. Yes, it has great acting. It's superbly well written. It has all of that, but it's not drama. It's not historical drama. It's not about some pressing social issue it's about a dude who sews women's skins together to make a suit like that's what it's about and how they catch him i don't know how it happened and i would love to see something like this happen again because that would just be so cool <laughs> maybe a proper sequel maybe jody foster like now head of oh, the fbi yeah. yes yes with <laughs> Going up against Fassbender. Oh, no, uh, sorry. Uh, Mickelson. Mickelson. Mickelson, yeah. Mickelson, yeah. Dorman. God. 
I love that show. But people, you need to see Hannibal if you haven't it's seen it. It's so that. good. It is one of those ones I, I definitely slept on for what slept um for for, <laughs> uh, for a while. But um yeah, it's a uh, it's it's good. It's really good. I think it's all on Amazon. It is. Oh. Been watching it slowly. Uh, so Alex, uh, last last question: Have the lamb stopped screaming yet? <laughs> I hope so. She's not going to get any Listen. sleep. <laughs> yeah, we live. Why do we have lambs here? It's they're very tiny apartments we live in. Very tiny. <laughs> this has been the Oscar Watch episode of The Silence of the Lambs. If you like what you have heard, you can leave us a rating on iTunes. If you don't like what you have heard, you can leave us a rating on iTunes. If you want to get in touch with us and talk about all the stupid crap we've said, what is a horror movie? You can write to us at oscarwatchpodcast at gmail.com. Alex, where can people find you if they want to chat? If you want to talk about Charles Band movies, you can find me on Twitter at Alex Riviello or uh, just my website is alexriviello.com. Yeah. And you can find me. I'll be on uh, Oscar the Oscar Watch Podcast uh, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram page at Oscar Watch Pod. Uh, yeah, write to us. Become friends with us. Follow us. We say some cool things. We send some cool screenshots, and occasionally we post a trailer or two. Next week, Alex, what are we looking at? You got the list up? I got the list. Okay. Let's roll. Let's do it. Thirty-two. Oh. Thirty-two. What's thirty-two? 32 is Ben-Hur. <laughs> wow. Hey, it's been a while since we've seen a, a good uh, four-hour epic, right? Right. Do I have the time for this? <laughs> Fun story. Uh, yeah. to, to, uh, my, my in-laws were uh, in town one 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 year and i was uh desperately looking for a way out and uh i found out the moving image which i was looking right next to at the time was screening ben-hur and i was like you know what's the best time for a four-hour epic right now and i got the hell out of there and i and I had a good old good old afternoon okay, free of stress cool. <laughs> <laughs> so all right so we're gonna watch the 2016 film ben-hur yes because obviously <laughs> Demer, uh, i'm not gonna pronounce his last name but um, uh, it doesn't matter. No, no. we are watching the what was that 1957? Yeah. Best Picture winner Ben Hur, starring yes. the it's, one. Which is the one it was a remake, not the uh, not the 1925 Ben Hur, yeah. which I've never seen. Both by DeMille. Yeah, yeah I think so. Uh, uh, starring starring the one and only Charlton Heston. I'm looking forward to this. It's it's been a long time since I've seen All this right. movie, so. Uh, so I'm curious to see how it holds up. Good action, I, you know, yeah. There's a good action scene in this one. I mean, we the, all know. The, yeah. yeah. The the chariot races. You know, Scorsese says it's one of his favorite scenes of all time, or something like that. So, uh, yeah. So next week on Oscar Watch, we're talking Ben Hur, and we would love it if you stuck again. around and listen. But until then, because we shall see softly on the red Left its seeds while I was sleeping. And the vision that was planted in my brain still remains within the sound of silence.